0: The end of our driveway had been falling apart since we moved in. And we thought about fixing it every time we drove over the big chunks of concrete that sort of shift under our tires. And then we didn't fix it. Um, we just we thought about it. But after several years of this... One day we saw a concrete uh, cement mixer pull up at our neighbors across the street. And so Jesse walked over and asked if if we could buy a couple of buckets from them. We only needed a little bit. We didn't need to have a cement mixer come for us. And sure enough, they agreed. And so Jesse spent a good bit of the morning very carefully smoothing out the cement to, to make this nice ramp up to the curb. And it was lovely. It was really fine work. And he had just finished and walked inside and was washing his hands when a neighbor swung by to pick Alice up for soccer. In their big SUV. Driving straight through the fresh cement. It was hilarious. And it was more than a little bit ridiculous. Ridiculous. And so we pulled out the hose and we, you know, sprayed off their wheels and tried to get their nice, shiny SUV back into to good shape. Uh, and then we sent Alice off to her game. And Jesse was just about to start over with the you now very creatively rutted cement uh, when he turned to me and he said, "Well, well, maybe it's finally time for you to make that mosaic of yours. And we laughed again. See, for years now, my family has ribbed me for saving colorful, broken things. Mugs, plates, glass things, you name it. Uh, it's, all, it's all for this mosaic that I have been planning to make someday. So far, at that point, I had just been lugging a, a now large Rubbermaid tub of said broken stuff from one house to the next for 12 years. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> when we finished laughing, we, we looked at each other though, and something clicked. And I said, Well? And Jesse said, Why not? And so as I, I turned, I, I was already turned and running and I said, okay, let's do it. And, and over the next hour, Jesse and Sam and I worked feverishly. Jesse smoothed the ramp back out while I got out the mosaic box and a hammer and, and Sam and I kind of mapped out a colorful pattern on, on the rest of the driveway that we could then put into the wet cement. And we all got to it, putting the pieces into the drying, the now quite drying cement. As quickly as we could. An hour later, we were on our way late to the soccer game, this time with chairs over the drying cement. We were tired and invigorated and amused. And as we drove away, I exclaimed that I, I had wanted to be someone who made mosaics like that, for so many years. And then it felt really good to finally be that person. I had seen that kind of beauty often. When we lived in Berkeley, there was a, a house just a couple blocks away that we affectionately called the Mosaic House. They had they had covered their planters in mosaics, which is maybe not so remarkable. But there were also mosaics on the risers of their front steps. And the mailbox was completely covered in mosaics. Even the tetherball pole (laughs) standing in the middle of their front yard was covered in a mosaic. And it was amazing. I saw that beauty often and I reveled in it. But I did not let it move me to act. This... I think this is what the chief priests and the elders are struggling with in our gospel today. They have seen the beauty. They have seen the kind of wild and gorgeous life that Jesus brings. They've seen how it can change a person's life. They know he's eating with these tax collectors and prostitutes, the ones they want nothing to do with. And they see these scorned people being made whole. They see how these people begin to glow with this way of love, how they are set free as he teaches that they are not bound by their past and set on fire by the possibilities that Jesus offers them to really, really live The leaders can see all that. And they want to believe it, but they can't quite bring themselves to act. They can't quite trust the goodness. And that's what belief is, I think, what this loaded word stands for. It's it's not proving anything or finding certainty. It's about where we choose to place our trust or Where we decide to hang our hearts. Where indeed. Can we choose to hang our hearts with possibility and trust Jesus' vision of a place where all are welcomed into the beauty. Where all thrive. Where all are connected to God. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to put my time and my energy and my resources, and it's really hard. It's something I have to choose to trust and act on again and again and again. I sought out the beauty in my neighbor's mosaic house. I I delighted in it, but I also held it at arm's length. What? was I afraid of in actually making a mosaic from my growing collection of broken bits? Maybe that it wouldn't be beautiful when I did. It wouldn't turn out to be this offering of whimsy and delight. And, and probably more so, I was afraid I couldn't, couldn't actually swing it, that there wasn't room in my life, or that I couldn't justify putting my time there. Like the chief priests and the elders, I saw the beauty, but I wasn't ready to help build it up or share it out. It took being jostled loose by this ridiculous and messy morning for me to jump into the beauty in this way. It was surprising. It was a a spur of the moment decision. And sometimes that works. And every time I arrive home now, I am grateful for the burst of color that reminds me to just jump in. And. And I want to be more intentional than that. I I want to choose it as a way of life, as an expression of my faith. It's something that we'll be practicing together in a particular form over the course of this month. It's the time of year when we turn our attention towards discerning how we want to use our money to enact our faith. We'll be hearing stories from members of Church of the Resurrection each Sunday, sharing some of why they call this place home and why they give as a way to jumpstart our own thinking. And I want to share some of my story and my struggle with you as well, because it feels important that if I'm going to encourage you to do this reflection, that I be transparent with you also. In many ways, giving money to the church felt like that mosaic to me for a long time. It was a beautiful idea. It was an aspiration, and it was something that I planned to do someday someday was not very clearly defined, though. Maybe it would come when we felt like we had enough security or enough extra income that we could give something without really feeling it. Or maybe that someday would be when we had saved for our our kids' college or had great cars or I honestly don't know what. I just knew that that someday was pretty far off in my mind, far enough that it could stay nebulous and I could remain off the hook. Except that wasn't actually how I wanted to live. I saw the beauty. I saw the goodness of living as a faith community. I saw that the church made it possible And I wanted to be part of that. Not just in the way of showing up and lending my voice and energy, though those are very good. I wanted to be all in. I wanted to be someone who helped make it possible on every level, including giving money, I realized, to my own dismay. I was afraid because none of those abstract markers of that someday when I would start tithing were in place. I wasn't sure we could pull it off, and I knew we would actually feel it, that we would have to choose between tithing and doing other great stuff. It was scary, maybe because it was real. Jesse and I talked about it. I hemmed and hawed a lot. We talked about our priorities and our hopes both as a family and as a community. We talked about what we thought we were being called to do. And finally, about five years ago now, we, we decided to make the jump and start tithing, to give 10% of my salary back. And I thought it would be mostly hard I thought it would mostly be a drain, but something I should do. And it has been challenging sometimes, it has made for some real choices, but so much more than that, deciding to tithe felt like getting off the sidelines as an observer of beauty and starting to fully take part in it. It felt like taking responsibility and joining to bring this beauty into existence. It felt like being the person I had long wanted to be and knew that I was called to be. It felt like coming home to myself and to God. And so, this month, I invite you to listen and to pray and to discern what you are being called to do. There is no right way, there's no right amount, but I wonder who is God calling you to be and how is God calling you to be generous? What would it look like for all of us to be all in, all together? What would it look like if we were to see the beauty and jump in, respond, respond, and create this beautiful, colorful mosaic all as one body.